0: Quack, 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 everybody. For those watching on YouTube, I'm showing off my really badass, wild-wing, Mighty Ducks action figure from the uh, cartoon action show from the 90s, Mighty Ducks. And that means, it can only mean one thing, that we won a game. Not only did we win a game, we won it huge, huge. In dominating fashion, which, you know, is not uncommon for the Ducks as of late, but it means a little extra, not only because this is the last time we'll ever play Cal, maybe, I mean, maybe, who knows, probably not, but for a long-ass time, that's for sure. Not only that, but it also means that we take the lead with this win over Cal, the series lead all-time against them. So that that's pretty cool, gotta say. And uh, it also means a lot because this game was weird. There is no way to put it besides this game was freaking weird. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, the, the stats don't look crazy. One thing that's a little bit weird is we got two turnovers. Oh, sorry, we got... Forced three turnovers, but we ourselves had two turnovers, which is the amount of turnovers we'd have had for this whole season. We only turned the ball over twice. One really hideous pick against Colorado, which Bonix clearly just didn't see the guy. And then we had that fumble against Utah. Now, like both of those turnovers that we committed... They ended up not meaning much because we answered with a score. Our defense held them. Uh, Like, it's, uh, you know, two turnovers all season didn't really matter. In this game, everything Cal needed to go into the locker room at halftime to, like, maybe have a lead, maybe have some hope, maybe it's close, everything that they needed happened in this rainy, uh, sorry, sorry, not rainy, we're talking about Dodson, so there was no rain. Not a single drop to be seen, of course. But there was, some may say, some moisture accumulating in Eugene near the stadium that may have affected some of the plays. Huh? Am I skating around it enough? You know, like that past it says, Johnson... Which ended up being Bo Nix's second pick of the season. Certainly not his fault, and barely Tez's fault. I mean, it was a little behind him, maybe, or, or I think the pass was good. It was just it was a wet ball. Tez didn't bring it in. You know, Cal gets the interception. It looks like it's going to be good for them for at least a field goal. To our credit, we stopped them. We forced them to kick the field goal. Then, Julio Florence just does an amazing job. I mean, he was offsides, but uh, does an amazing job of blocking it. They return it all the way to the house. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. Instead, two Oregon penalties, which all these penalties, we got a lot of penalties. We had nine for 99 yards, and unfortunately, that is not an uncommon sight, even for The Ducks in Eugene. We got to fix that. That is our Achilles heel right now is what it feels like because we do so many things well. But the two penalties, they make it so Cal has a really good shot at scoring the first touchdown. It felt like a sure thing, honestly. And then the pressure gets to their young, talented, but freshman QB. And we get the pick. Tyjum Johnson, baby. Um, I, I absolutely, I believe it was Taishima. You know, this game's been long enough. It was yesterday, but, and there's been so many duck force turnovers. I kind of forget these things, but, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was amazing. Uh, uh, was it Steve Stevens? I thought there was a couple. I think it was Steve Stevens. Yeah. Steve Stevens. Good dude. Love that guy. Um, anyways, then, then it was off to the races that dry the next the first true organ drive after the, you know, interception on the first dang play. That had some screwy things, you know. Again, with penalties, that's... It's what we gotta fix, you know. It's it's what's probably gonna get us the next L. If and slash when we get... I'm, I'm knocking on wood, you can hear it. If and when we lose next... Hmm. who knows? Um, but what's so impressive about this offense is we were down to 2nd and 37 after the unsportsmanlike on Steven Jones, which who knows what the hell that was. We didn't really get to see it. Uh, and the offensive uh, pass interference. That one's rarely called even. Man, I don't get how Oregon gets made fun of for being this, you know, rich school. Uh, any kind of little thing people are ready to say, oh, they cheat. They used to say we paid the players and stuff. Um, Well, you can't accuse us of paying the refs because they are never on our side. I'm sure every fan feels this way about their fan base that the refs are out to get them personally. But I swear to Marcus Mariota, it feels like the refs have been against us in some of these. Or at least for the other team. Because, like, goddamn, how are they... How does... How do we get all these ticky-tack ones, and then seemingly no other team does? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being a homer. But second and 37 at the Cal 48-yard line, Tez Johnson made one of his spectacular plays to redeem himself from that one very, very early mistake. Tez Johnson, that's what it felt like the story of the game. You know, you start off, people are going, oh, no, it's wet, we turned it over. Cal's probably about to score. Cal's probably about to take the lead. Oh my God, are we about to lose to a three and five Cal team? Then Tess Johnson just completely freaking redeems himself. Uh and, and if you followed his career before he came to Oregon, um, you know he was a spectacular receiver. He was, you know, one of one of the best in the portal that you could have gotten because of what he pulled off at his old school. And here he breaks career records for himself. 12 receptions, 180 yards, two touchdowns, and that 48-yard long, which which got us on the scoreboard first. And things went a lot smoother after that. Bo Nix, 29 of 38. Obviously, you know, there were some drops there. There was that interception, which wasn't really his fault, but in the end, he still ends up around seventy-five percent completion percentage, which is only a tad below his regular season completion percentage, which is bonkers, which is fantastic, which is maybe you know like something college football has never seen before. Depending on where he lands in the end, he's he's you know he's making a case. He's making a case for the Heisman. I don't really care about getting I mean I'd love to get another Heisman absolutely that'd be awesome for the Ducks to have two Heisman winners or even you know for him to join the many well the handful of Heisman contenders the Ducks have had uh but I don't really care about that so much I care more about how many Ws we get I really care about making it to a Pac-12 championship game Beating whoever's there, probably the Huskies. Making the playoffs is my third thing I care most about. And then down there, you know, below having a good time, you know, like uh, is Bonix winning the Heisman? But it'd be pretty freaking cool if he did. And he certainly deserves it the way he's playing. Holy cow. Ty Thompson also, might as well mention him. Six of eight, 58 yards, one touchdown, uh, closed out the game, did what he had to do. Didn't look bad doing it. What what more can you ask for? Bucky Irving, which everyone was saying, like, oh, we should be able to. I mean, Cal is good at limiting offenses in general until they let a 60-yard score. Like, that's kind of where they're at right now, where every once in a while they just get beat by talent because they are lacking it. Let's be real. Um, but they still are actually a pretty well-coached defense until they get out-talented. Um, and that certainly happened here. But Bucky Irving, 18 carries for 89 yards, 4.9 average, not bad, but a little below crazy Ducky number, uh, Bucky numbers, and a touchdown. Um, Jordan James, seven carries for 44 yards and a touchdown. Jaden, but both of them only 16-yard longs. so it goes to show you. Later in the game, we got Jaden Lamar in there, three carries, 20 yards. He got the overall longest rush, 21 yards. And then uh, Dante uh, Dowdell, I believe. I want to say that. And Bo Nix, eh, I don't know. Bo Nix had a 16-yard, I'm guessing, sack. I don't think that was actually a run. Uh, We don't need to be running him against Cal. No, thank you. Remember the Justin Herbert game? Yeah. No, thanks. Tez Johnson obviously led the receivers with that crazy, crazy game. But Troy Franklin also had himself a touchdown, 32 yard long, 79 yards overall on six reception. Treshaun Holden, who does not get enough love, absolutely still came in, did great. Five receptions, 48 yards, 15 yards, and a bunch of other people had some good catches, but overall, that was your leaders. On defense, Evan Williams, man, he truly is elite. Like, honestly, he's one of the reasons why our team only has one loss. One of the major reasons, I'll say, is Evan Williams. He's having a great, great, great year. Honestly, I think he should go to the NFL. I think he should get some team to take a chance on him because he's he's living up. Like, he's a hard hitter. Uh, Noseball. I have no, no complaints against him. Now, obviously... It's good and bad. He forced that fumble, which is good. He picked up the fumble, which is also even better. uh, When Cal was actually trying to make it a game, because, you know, um, they scored that first touchdown in the second half, things looked like, oh, well, if, if the Ducks are for some reason unable to score, if the game weirdness continues into the second half, which it didn't really, but if it would have... Things could have been scary, especially with Cal scoring the touchdown, 35-19. Oregon has to punt, very rare punt, three and out. And then, um, you know, like, shit, man. Like, well, Oregon scores another touchdown, but there very well could have been, you know, at least a closer game. It's a three-score game. Uh, And it was a pretty long drive, like a 74-yard drive. Fortunately, Evan Williams takes him out. Uh, what really sucks is uh, Javian Thomas got real bad injured. That's all I feel safe in saying right now. Thomas, great player, honestly. Um, no one wanted to see that. There was a lot of respect on both sides. It felt like there was a lot of respect in Autzen. I mean, this that's the terrible dark side of this sport. I mean, one of the dark sides of this sport is... You know, like, it was a clean hit. It was just, that can happen to anyone, and them's the bricks. But seemingly, uh, I believe he was taken to the Eugene Hospital, even though that one hospital is actually getting shut down pretty soon. Uh, Luckily, it's still, you know, going. Otherwise, you'd have to go to Springfield. But I believe he went there, and I believe they said he was able to move you know his ligaments and such, so the the worst case scenario has not happened. So thank God for that. Um, our hearts go out to him. Like no one wants to see it, uh, especially in this kind of game. But in any game, no one wants to see it. So Thomas, we're really we're really rooting for you. Um, yeah, but still, you know, good play from Evan Williams. Like that's I guess worth mentioning. Uh, Fernando Mendoza. I don't know how well they do with Justin Wilcox there, but. That QB has got a bright future no matter where he goes. I, I think he has a really bright future. He has some tough times at Cal right now ahead of him, but I like him a lot. Um, Jaden Knott is also, you got to call that guy out. He's really fun to watch. He got his 20 yard touchdown. Uh, Got his 93 yards, but took 20 carries. That makes me feel pretty good about this duck defense. Um, Yeah, I mean, we limited them to 177 yards passing, 109 yards rushing. We're always going to win that one, baby. And, you know, the turnovers we committed uh, weren't backbreakers. So, don't know what to tell you. Um, Yeah, in this, it's this time of the season... (sighs) Oh, <sighs> this this is a gimme game. It got weird, but it turned in. I mean, you know, it went the way it was supposed to 63 to 19. This is what you should do against this Cal team. Remember what USC did? Holy cow. Not that I think we should sleep on USC, because even this kind of sad, you know, now Grinchless, USC. We still got to be afraid of them because they still have amazing talent on that roster, including last year's Heisman winner, possible future NFL absolute star Caleb Williams. You gotta fear the guy. Um, But in this one, you know, rare turnovers that we committed. I, I got, I got no beefs in this game. We survived. All that matters is surviving. You think I care if if it's a close game with USC and we we look bad and we get another 10 turnovers, but we win? No, I don't care. I'll mention it on this podcast because obviously you got to, but I don't give a shit, man. We got to beat USC, beat Arizona State, which I love Arizona State. They are plucky, but if you watch their game against Utah and just have been kind of keeping up with the team, they are unfortunately losing steam and... I don't think it's even possible that that desert magic can result in a win for the Sun Devils when we face them in week 11. I mean, knock on wood again, but I just kind of don't think it's possible. Unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I want us to win, but I, I am, I do like the Sun Devils and it they're having a tough season. They're so damn tough and just really giving it their all. Even though, they couldn't make a bowl game even if they had 10 wins, you know. But, um, yeah, tough stuff. <laughs> tough stuff. But, so, USC, that's going to be a crazy tough game. But we are definitely favored. There's no real reason why we should lose that game. We got a solid defense that makes it so even if things are going crazy on offense, I don't know. I'm not sweating it. It's in Austin. It's a night game. I think USC may be kind of throwing it in the towel, especially if they fall in, uh, fall behind a couple scores. So I don't know. I'm excited for that. We all should be excited for that. one. We got to be loud. We got to be there all four quarters as fans. And then there's, of course, the big one, the one against Oregon State. Um, You know, I know we're not calling it the Civil War anymore, but since there's only one left, you know, whatever, call it whatever you want. You're not offending anyone for that long since it's, there's one last week, so who gives a shit? But that game, the Platy, I honestly prefer the Platty. I think it's a better name. Um, one last Platy. And Oregon State is a tough team, but again, there is no reason, no football reason why we should lose to them in Odson this season with their defense, with their offense. We are better. We should win all three of these games. And then hold on your butts if we make it to the Pac-12 championship. And that is still a big if. Because winning any of these individual games, sure, shouldn't be a problem. Winning all three of them, odds are stacked against us. But I I still like our odds, honestly. I still like them. Because this team, I, I mean, I want to see what it looks like at the end to really compare it. But if you're comparing it to past Oregon teams, it has to be the best ones as of right now. Very rare you get this combo of offense, elite offense, top whatever, 15 offense at least, and elite defense, you know, especially in 2023 where you're not getting complete shutdown defenses. We are shutting the teams that we should, we are shutting them down. We shut Utah down in Salt Lake City. I know that offense is not at, like, not where it should be with all those injuries. But we did that in Salt Lake City, you know? We're we doing it against much worse teams. Honestly, holding even Washington in Seattle to what we did ain't bad, you know, when you, when you just need to survive. We lost that one, but I still like our defense so much. It it evens the playing field. And if it's an even playing field with our offense, I really like our shot. And uh, so you'd have to compare it. I mean, depending on how injuries go, depending on how we finish up, not just the regular season, but the Pac-12 championship game, I think you got to compared to the 2014 the 2009 I I mean it has to be that this this level of talent is kind of it's very rare that any Oregon team has this only as of late have we had this on paper level of talent and I personally think with the transfers we've added they've it's we should almost grade this as higher talent than some of the crystal ball Teams which were technically more talented, but a lot of the players didn't really work out for us, you know, or we weren't really getting all the juice out of the talent we could have. I think we are totally getting the best out of Bo Nix, and it's amazing. I'm not sure we got the best out of Justin Herbert when he was here, you know? And, uh, I mean, the 2010 team, that was a great defense. Same same with 2012, 2011. Um, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to say our defense is better than that or even the 2014 one but I think there are more sure defense I think we're better you know we're way less of a bend don't break it really feels more like no we got the dudes they are highly ranked they are big they they are developed for the positions that we are putting them in granted if, if hopefully Jordan Birch isn't injured um supposedly it looked bad, but he did stand up. He didn't go to the medical tent, uh, so that's good sign. Uh, Mateo Uyangalele, apparently he was dressed in street clothes for the whole game. Uh, it sounds like, with what Dane Laning was saying, it sounds like that was just a decision to be like, you know what, let's not risk it, don't know what the injury is, or even how it doesn't seem serious, because I think it was more let's save you for usc you know which i i think if he plays all of our pass rushers and you know brandon Dorless throw him in there too why not um and like even like someone like evan williams who every once in a while comes off the edge like uh i i think everyone going after caleb williams i think they're gonna do a fantastic job at getting to like caleb williams is gonna have his big place but I think we got some real elite speed to get to him. Hopefully. I mean, knock on wood for that one, too. Whew. I mean, it's probably a good sign that we're talking about other teams, no longer Cal and the Cal Requack. Because after the first quarter, wasn't much to talk about, just beatdowns. Honestly, just a great play by the Ducks. Couldn't be more excited. Honestly, I was happy. I was happy for our student section that they waited out at least till shout. You know, like like it, sure. In a perfect world, to be cool if you were there all through the fourth, even in a rainy, terrible blowout. But at least stayed till shout. I love that. That's fantastic. I love, I love all us ducks. This is a great season, regardless of what happens. I mean, not completely, but. It's it's a everything's ahead of us. This looks like one of, if not, the best team, maybe in the country, maybe in the Pac 12. We will see. Everything is lining up ahead of us. Three more games, and we get to the Pac-Twelve Championships. That's all I'm asking. I just want to compete for the final Pac 12 championship. It means so much. I mean I know it means a lot to all y'all. I know you're sad that the Pac-12 is dead. I feel like most of us are in that. But, man, it would mean a lot to win that last one. So let's do what we can as fans. Let's hope the Ducks are in the right mindset. But that's what I love about Dan Lanning is it seems like that's something he's great at, getting these players locked in. You know, maybe we could do a little better with the penalties, but clearly they are in it. And I love it. Go Ducks. Quackdroll Podcast at Quackdrove Podcast on Twitter. Uh, it would really help us if you went over to Apple Podcasts, gave us five stars. But uh, follow us on YouTube if you want to see this. You know, see my beautiful face and my cool glasses. But uh, other, I-, I love y'all. Go Ducks. Quack, quack. We'll be back with Day and Darren coming up Tuesday-ish in a USC preview. Following that. Quack, quack. Bye.